I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the best of my dad wrote a porno. This is um, going to be short, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Thank you so much. I mean, you can just listen to the whole back catalogue. We'd love that. Am I right in thinking this is due to overwhelming popular demand, James? Well, you know, I love the social medias. You do, all of them. I still like to check what's going on on there and people keep... It's not illegal. You can do that. <laughs> I still check Twitter even though, you know, it's going to the dogs. Um, uh, X now, no? X. Thank X you, pardon. Give it to you. Um, and yeah, people are constantly telling us their favourite moments, their favourite memories of the show, whether it's uh, Jamie's accents, you saying fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, me and my talking cat, which people always <laughs> email me about. Hello. So yeah, we thought, wouldn't it be fun to have... All those best moments in one place. I couldn't agree more. Also, you just reminded me that Logan Roy has stolen my catchphrase. Now I would say Logan Roy is a more famous fuck-off than me. Yeah, that's true. Are you saying that the fuck-offs in succession is an Easter egg of my dad wrote a photo? Look, I didn't say it, you said it, but it seems to make sense. The way that um, Chris and Scott Thomas in Fleabag is clearly an homage to Belinda. What's that? Well, she plays Belinda, who's like a... Award-winning businesswoman, no? And oh. they meet at the bar after the event. Yes, I've yeah. never thought about it. So you're saying all of culture <laughs> are nods to... Your, your head's got too big for your uh, body, my darling. <laughs> head's got too big for James, your body. Literally impossible. I'm surprised you get a hat on that head these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we thought that we'd do some kind of best of episodes um, and kind of starting in the most logical place, which is the most embarrassing childhood stories mm. of the three of us. We really overshare on this show. You've often talked about this podcast being instead of therapy, Jamie. And mm. I feel like when you do therapy, you go back to those early years. Yeah, And exactly. that is what we've done here. And we're going to be releasing an episode every month mm. with a different theme. That's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. Really loose, awkwardly <laughs> yeah. crowbarred in themes. Absolutely. And stuff that's not just Belinda stuff, like the stuff that's like our stories, weird things that have happened. Yeah, because we did a best of book for every series. So yeah, if, you, yeah, yeah. if you want your like favourite lines, they're still there as well. Go and listen to those. Listen to whole episodes, maybe. And for those that know it inside out, back to front, 69, The Shape of Two Naked Women, there's also... Oh, Alice, one naked lady. Oh, it's even more confusing than <laughs> It's just one naked lady. How quickly she forgets. (laughs) Then there are some new bits too. Yeah, if you keep listening to the end of the episode, we might have slotted in something we uh, 
have never played before. I wonder why it didn't make the cut. <laughs> uh, no, do you know what? Because Time we were, constraints, actually. Honestly, it is. Because when I've been editing this show over the years, there have been so much stuff that I kind of did want to include that was funny. But the show's kind of got longer and longer as the series have gone on. And we've always been quite kind of... Judicious. Yeah, and just like wanted to Cut put through. the best stuff in it. Um, so it isn't that it's just crap that wasn't good enough. It's just that there really was no place for it. So I think it's going to be quite fun for people to listen to the stuff that didn't make it. So you mean all those emails I sent after every episode about like, where's my funny joke about this? Where's my funny <laughs> joke about that? You actually were listening and you were compiling a little sort of like, I guess, scrap spin. Yes. So stay listening to the end for scraps. Um. <laughs> what do they call it in a pub? All that, all the beer that swill. The swill. <laughs> the saucy swill pit. Um, and I'm just so glad that you know people have been waiting for this thing that we've been teasing that uh, we're not gone forever. Uh, th- this isn't that. We no, should, we should make that, that clear as well. Oh, so this isn't that. No, this is just something to whet your whistle in the meantime, Alice. Keep your tip wet (laughs) thank you (laughs) keep it wet with that swill lovely um so yeah so this episode is gonna be all about kind of the childhood trauma really that we shared with you all um because we talk a lot about being kids for a porn show yeah (laughs) well that did mostly come from you jamie because you probably had the 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 oddest childhood of us all right the most non-traditional yeah unconventional i mean we didn't get to the half of it, but yeah, sure. Well, this is a good opportunity to just scratch the surface a bit more, I suppose, because we'll hear in this episode about your friends, about your pastimes, but I'm trying to picture you as a as a young boy in school. Yeah, set the scene. Oh, <laughs> it'll amaze you that I was quite badly bullied. Um, and not just because I was, you know, in the Air Cadets and, you know. Uh, in the what, sorry? Shut up. I was in the Air Cadets. What? I don't know what that is. Is that the Red Arrows? Is he, <laughs> is it, it's like, yeah, like youth... I guess like youth RAF camp. I guess. No, 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 you weren't there, man. You weren't there. We don't talk about it. It's too traumatic. No, I remember there being like a youth branch of the army, but the air cadets. Yeah, so that's was that for the for the air cadets. Sorry, you know how to pilot a plane. Right, so no, I left before any of that kind of substantive stuff was learned. But yeah, I was a member of the air cadets. What do you do in the air cadets unless you're flying? It was very kind of like training camp kind of vibes, <laughs> which obviously I wasn't very well equipped for. When did you have time between your life drawing and your... Your theatre pass. Like, where did you have time for air cadets? Well, like, to serve the country. Bear in mind, I am one we of. Salute, Alice. We like just didn't even know you were a captain in the air force. <laughs> one of four kids. I think my parents just wanted us out of the house for as much time as possible. So we kind of had to do things every night of the week. Oh my god! Please tell me what you wore. What did it, you there wear? There was a uniform. There was a uniform. <laughs> what? Have you got pictures of this? I don't know. Surely, on your pilot's license, there's a photograph. <laughs> I never even got in a plane. That's the worst thing about it. What did you do? I don't really know. I remember going to this kind of hut outside of the town that we lived in, Manchester, and we would just like go there after school and like do drills and stuff. And I guess drills learn, of what we like learn about things like survival techniques. And... <laughs> to be fair, he has survived. He has to say he's alive to this day, so uh, that training's worked. But like you know, you'd like teach, um, teach us some tips. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like navigation and stuff. And like you do. Was it like Top Gun? Hang like- on. Like- I'm just going to Google the Air Cadets because it was obviously years ago. The fact that this is spilled out of his mouth yeah. so quickly. The Royal Air Force Air Cadets. Oh, he's added that. So like, this isn't me. Oh, no. It's That's even worse than I imagined. It's a beret. It's a beret. <laughs> Bring that closer. And oh. like, I'm not sure. Obviously, that's the modern uniform. So like, back Did in the 90s. Did you have all those badges? I don't think I had badges. That's when he could fit a hat on his head before it got too big. Oh. <laughs> anyway... This is a real tangent. I didn't even mean this to be a massive thing, but yes. How long were you in the Air Cadets? Oh, a couple of years. I think it was kind of, you know, I don't know if you guys did Cubs and Beavers and stuff. It was kind of like the next thing along from that, because I I was never a scout. The Air Cadets sounds way more prestigious than Cubs. It was was a proper thing, yeah. I don't think I was that well suited to it, but I'm glad that I did it. I was really reluctant to come today, but this has already paid dividends. (laughs) Like, if we just get this, I'm thrilled. There's always something, isn't there? He's an endless well of just, like, random facts. Of biography. There's always more biography. I mean, I'll be honest with you, there's more than even I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I forget (laughs) things like this. Mm. Like, I used to sing in the choir at the local church and having to have to do, like, funerals and things. James, I I can't. can't. I can't. I just don't want to say. I just don't want to say. <laughs> and the what worst thing about that was, I didn't read sheet music. So on my first day, yeah. he like the, like the choir master like gave me this song. And he was like, so just, just sing, sing the first note. <laughs> I didn't know the what the fucking note. song was. Didn't so I went, Lord. <laughs> it was meant to be like, Lord. So I didn't even know anything. I feel weak. Anyway, yeah, look, read my autobiography if Jamie you want to know Jamie singing, Lord, at a funeral. <laughs> How many funerals must I have ruined? Oh, I do worry about that. God, singing, bit. running away from oh, the butcher's dog as somebody's coughing gets carried down the aisle. Nice. It's like how Whitney Houston started. <laughs> anyway, so yes, this is an episode about childhood. I think we just end it there. <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I don't know this man. I couldn't stand in a court of law and say I know this man. <laughs> oh. Well, Al, if you like that, there's plenty more where that came from. Should we, should we get going with the best of? Yes. yes, yeah. And stay tuned at the end for this unheard swill. piece of swill. When I was a kid, we had a family friend who'd like humiliate you by going... Little finger laugh at you. Little finger laugh at you. And he'd like wiggle his hell. He'd wiggle his little finger your way and he'd be like, Little finger laugh at you. I'd be like, Carl! Get that little finger away from me. What a strange boy. Have you ever been laughed at by a little finger? It's one of the most humiliating experiences. Was he a grown man? He was a grown he's my dad's friend. What? Oh my god, I thought he was another child. No, he's my dad's Fuck friend. Off. And then, like, my sister would join in. So it's like a chorus of, little finger laugh at you. But why were they laughing at you? Because oh, I probably was titting around about something. Like <laughs> little finger laugh at you. Little finger laugh Let's at see you. if he still reacts to it, Jamie. Little finger laugh at you. So do you have to wa- you have to waggle it like that? Up yeah, and down? Like, like the little finger is, like, belly laughing. Oh, my God. That's awful. It's kind of really creepy and sinister, isn't it? Little finger the laugh at you. you. You're doing a strange voice with it. That's the voice you do. Little finger laugh at you. Are you still <laughs> friends with this gentleman? Is he in your life? Uh, no, not anymore. Okay, that's and I'll never thing. forget it, actually. It really, really bothered me. It's got that Pavlovian effect mm. to it. When, Like, when you guys did it then. 
what oh, happened? Sorry. Deep, deep shame. What's weird about it is um, it's not the little finger laughs at you. The conjugation of the phrase is confusing. Little finger laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> little finger laugh at you, Carl. <laughs> Your terrible grammar. Would, would this be worse? Index finger laugh at no, you. No, it's a little, the little, isn't finger, it? Yeah. It's like... What have you got to be so happy about, little even finger? Even the little fingers laughing even at you. The even the finger. runt of yes, the fingers. Yes, you're right. It's that, isn't you know, it? It's that belittling. With this lovely manicure, does it make any better? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, we had some friends who had all daughters. And we were around playing one day, maybe like dressing up as like a clown or something, with makeup and things. Yeah. When it was time to go home, I went to the bathroom and found a flannel and started to wipe my face with it. And then one of the girls <laughs> rushed in and said, No, stop, Jamie, that's the bottom flannel. <laughs> <laughs> What's a bottom Don't flannel? Don't think about it too long. It was the flannel that they used to wash their bottoms. All of them. Collectively as a family. <laughs> The bottom I don't flannel. Think they had Not one of the bottom, bottom flannel. Not that's Jilly's bottom flannel. That is the bottom flannel. Yeah, so I was obviously mortified. <laughs> Dropped it and I was like, ah. Oh. The bottom flannel. Honestly, and now the word flannel, I can't hear it without having flashbacks, much like Blended with a Trellis. So oh. you, you had bottom all over your face. <laughs> oh. James. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> Tastes like so far so good. <laughs> When's the punchline? <laughs> I love that story. The bottom flannel. Isn't that rank? Can we try and get hashtag bottom flannel trending this week? Oh my God, that would make my life. <laughs> Did you have a bottom flannel growing yeah, up? Yeah, if, if anybody had a bottom flannel growing up, please do get in touch. It's the main reason I use a hot cloth or muslin on my face. I could never go there again with a flannel. <laughs> Okay, right. What is that? This is niche. So when we were... <laughs> James, you sound like you knew. I do know this one. Told you told me before. about this before. So when we were kids, the parentals were like, right, we're going to go for a, like a week away. So we thought Centre Parks, Oasis. Any of the go-tos. Ho Seasons. That would be very appropriate for Belinda. <laughs> it really would. Um, no, we rocked up at Sandy Balls. Uh, <laughs> with... <laughs> Just kind of like a scent park. No, you didn't. No, we no, we really did. Sandy balls is real. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's still around, but it was around. No, no, in the no, 90s. it is. It is. I saw adverts for it on the tube like last year. Or no, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. you go. Did Sandy Rocky balls. find the card in a kind of disused telephone box? Where? How did he find out about it? <laughs> so weird, right? But it was actually a really nice place. But just what a name! Is it deliberately a bit silly? Um, it wasn't knowing at the time. Well, I mean, I was so little, I don't really know. But maybe it was kind of a bit of an I.I. Is it a chain of Sandy Balls? I think there's only one Sandy Ball. There's only one Sandy Ball? There's one Sandy Ball. So she's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, no, she she said all the entertainment value of a week of Sandy Ball, so... Is that a lot of entertainment value? Oh, it's very, very well done, all the entertainment. (laughs) What what sort of things are we talking (laughs) about? Cabaret nights. Cabaret um, nights. You know, paints. uh, Paints. Paints. (laughs) Wow. Paints. We oh my goodness. Cabaret nights, we had paints. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, paints. All the paints you can imagine. We've got red, we've got blue, and ladies and gentlemen, we've got green. <laughs> we've got canvas. <laughs> no, you bring the canvas, we'll bring the paint. Um, no, no, we, we, um, we, we painted plates. That's worse. <laughs> I worse. like the sound of paints nice. <laughs> 
like the blue man group. I imagine they just showed you. I like to think they had a series <laughs> yeah. of tins of wall paint and then they'd open them yeah. and go, oh, it's oh, pink one. Guess the colour, guess the colour, <laughs> guess the colour. <laughs> it's called Midnight Express. What colour, ladies and gents? <laughs> That's got to be a blue. It's got to be a blue. Do you know what? It was a blue. It was, yeah. I did so well at paint. Oh, God. It's like a bingo card. You've got all <laughs> yeah. the samples and you have to get them all. <laughs> And all the Flintstones are like, oh, what a great paints night. Oh, my God. Just went back every year for paints. <laughs> Guys, what is this? Oh, acrylic? It's acrylic. It's acrylic. You guessed it. It was eggshell. Sorry, everyone. My name's Matt. Just a little joke. <laughs> my name's Matt, and this has been paints. <laughs> I think we really struck on yeah. something. It's the glossiest night at Sunday Ball. <laughs> My brother used to laugh in his sleep. <gasps> oh, when, that's creepy. I know. Also, um, one time I had a cabin bed, you know, like a bunk bed, but it's raised, nothing underneath. I had a small desk for my um, eight-year-old needs in the kind of admin department. But I had one of those. And one night I was laughing hysterically. My dad heard it, woke him up. That's how loud I was laughing, like down the hall, came in. I was running up and down the bed, <gasps> knowing when to turn around. Oh! <gasps> weird like laughing hysterically I always thought you were a demon <laughs> running up and down Dr. Robin style like boo, boo, boo. <laughs> and they were worried I was going to like fall off the end of the bed mm. and break my neck so my dad lifted me down just pissed all over him he <laughs> 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 didn't see that twist did you <laughs> that is some exorcist shit did your head rotate <laughs> yeah why <laughs> <laughs> well I think what you both forget about me is that I'm actually an award-nominated actor. Oh. So, you know, this is all yep. a bit of a breeze to me. What, what was this? the role again? I was, Alice, I don't know if you know this about me, I was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role at the Cheshire One Act Festival for playing Toad in Toad of Toad Hall in 1996. This makes so much sense. Brilliant. Alice, poop, poop. Hang on. I see it. I see it. <laughs> nice. I was the arrogant Toad. And that is what we call you behind your back and now I know why. 1996, you would have been like 10? Mm. And you were already nominated. Did you win? I didn't win. Oh, I was, I was really robbed. upset. I know, Who I was won? robbed. I think an old man... <laughs> Wait, was this all ages? Yeah. Jamie, he needed an award before he died. He was a veteran. <laughs> and also somebody was like, who let the 10-year-old enter? <laughs> no, it was the Cheshire One Act Festival. Everyone could enter. Everyone's welcome, famously, at the, at the Cheshire One Act Festival. Absolutely. So you're used to the stage. I mean, this is this is nothing new to you. Well, I haven't tread the boards in many years, but... Um, <laughs> Shut but, up! Yeah. Well, actually, now you mention it, I should also draw on some stage experience. I uh, don't like to brag, but I was cast because of my portly frame, in year five, as the butcher in Oliver. Oh, my God. What were you, what, did you have to say anything? I've seen more meat on a lamb chop, Mr. Bumble. Oh, that's wow. very good. Thank you. Did you have a song? No, no, just that was it. And then oh. I scuttled off. Oh, no, actually, now you mention it. I did join in in the chorus of Consider Yourself, but I didn't realise the second time you sang it, you only sang it once. So I went, come! And nobody else sang along. It was awful. <laughs> I was the butler in Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. The butler? Oh. There is no butler. There is a butler. <laughs> in Gogo Joseph. So you like play servants. Honest, I've, honest folk. And I've, you are the... The I working play, like, class. the master of like the manor.
When I was a kid, we used to, my mum just used to take us to all the like party places for holidays. I'd be like 12 when we'd be in like Iron Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Magaluf. Magaluf. Cavos. We went to Cavos. Did you? It's a shithole. Is it horrid? Honestly. And especially when you're 12, you're like, what do I do here? Everyone is naked and kissing each other. <laughs> Mummy, why did those two men hug for so long? <laughs> why are those people hugging on the beach and shaking? <laughs> shaking. <laughs> Is that where you learnt some of your tricks of the trade? No, famously not. I was a fat kid. And also, I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly the first one. Well, I've never trained in the dramatic arts. James, you have, I imagine. When I was a kid, I did do free Saturday morning drama near my house. Actually, I did something similar, like just in the Methodist church. I mean, it wasn't Methodist acting. It just happened to be in the Methodist church. It wasn't very good. I just giggled a lot. <laughs> I obviously grew up in the theatre. Yeah, we know, so we know, we know, we know. I spent most of my youth backstage at the theatre, the club theatre in Altrincham. Not most of his youth on stage, most of his youth backstage. Doesn't like, tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Swilling a vodka tonic backstage. <laughs> Lingering <Lights> around. <laughs> Cigar in hand, year four. Why were you backstage so at a theatre? I used to hang out at the theatre because all what? my mates were there. You so. didn't we just hang out, out no, at did. the theatre. Me and my sister, we did, and our friends. What do you mean all your mates were there? At the weekend. What do you mean? What, all of your 40-year-old actor mates? (laughs) Hi, Mum. Can my friend come over for dinner? Yes, sure, darling. Who is it? It's 50-year-old Michael Smith. Oh, my God. There was a very camp old man called Mike. Oh, God. (laughs) He used to walk with a cane. I don't know whether it was for a prop or he actually had a limp, but he really made that cane... Work for him. Yeah. What, and you'd just hang out, the two of you? No, no, no. He was in the club theatre, but we would go... So there was was like a Saturday school. So confused. So Why a, were all your childhood friends 50-year-old men? <laughs> no, they weren't. A lot of my <laughs> friends were, were just kids that were my age. Yeah. Uh, but then there was an upper tier of... Um, but of why were you all hanging out backstage at the theatre? That's what I don't understand. You can't just wander around. No, you can. That was what was great about it. And we would just we'd write plays and we'd... Write plays? <laughs> what are you about? <laughs> We'd write plays. Oh, you know that I was Toad of Toad Hall. We've we've talked about this. You were in a play where you were Toad of Toad Hall. We've heard that till the cows come home. (laughs) But I'm with James. Very unusual behaviour to just be wandering around aimlessly (laughs) backstage. Wandering around aimlessly. I was hanging out. Seven years of writing plays backstage. With 50-year-old Michael Smith on his cane. <laughs> Me and Mike were... What world were you living in? We weren't friends, Mike and I. We weren't, we weren't not friends, but, you know, it would have been weird to hang out. Did you invite Widow Twanky to your birthday party when you were eight? <laughs> it was actually really fun. Defensive. Quite defensive about Mike, isn't yeah. he? About Big Mike, about Uncle Mike. <laughs> about Mike. How is Mike getting so much fucking airtime? Who's Mike? I think we really do That's a name I haven't heard in many a year. Um, oh, wow. We wow. had Vicky Lane. She, um, Ricky she Lake. taught us. Um, Val Harris. These are made up names. <laughs> no, these, these... But they do sound like old world drama people. Yeah, don't Val they? Harris. Val Harris. <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were really fun. And dad used to pick us up. So What, did you still just leave you there? Yeah, and then we'd like put on plays and mum and dad would come and see us in them and stuff. <laughs> Why is he acting so casual? Yeah, why is he delivering it so straight? Alice, some people sing in a choir, (laughs) others bake bread. I hung out at the club theatre as a child. This is mind-boggling that we've never heard this before. That's bizarre. What a bizarre childhood. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know how ridiculously eccentric my parents are. Is it much of a... Is it really a surprise? Everything's starting to piece together. It's all starting to make a lot more sense. They were like, you need to go and be creative and, you know... 
express yourself. And, you know. I know, but I thought you had a grasp on how batshit that was, but no, you I... don't because you're delivering it in such a weird way. <laughs> no. Why? Why won't you come back to us? Indoctrinated why... <laughs> at the club theatre, Alice. You know that bit in Home Alone Two where the homeless woman lives in the roof of the theatre. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining for Jamie. He's he's set up shop at the back of the theatre. Oh, it was fun. Oh, my God. Anyway. This is a whole, honestly, a side of Jamie I've never heard about. He's he's way more thespy than he ever let on. It's weird. Yeah, it was an interesting time. James, say something for God's sake. I can't wait to read his memoirs, honestly. They're going to be... We know a fraction of his life. You know when they say we know 1% of the things that live under the sea? I feel like we know the, like the tip of the iceberg about this man. Yeah, what makes him tick? Why is he so good at accents? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I'm terrible, as everyone tells me on Twitter every day. Well, we know who to blame. Val Harris. There you go. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, is she, is she left us? Not I'm with assuming so. I mean, she's, I'm assuming. She's pretty old. When, she's pretty old when they were friends. <laughs> been to so many funerals oh my god honestly you shouldn't have to lose so many friends <laughs> the curse you? of being a seven-year-old with eight-year-old pals <laughs> anyway was your first girlfriend 60 <laughs> veronica lane she was a beauty <laughs> she left me her entire fortune <laughs> oh, oh my god okay oh my god why has he had just a whole, a whole other life, life. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, One of my friends from the club theatre came to my 30th birthday, actually. You might have met him. Patrick? He was the chap in the corner (laughs) in the wheelchair. (laughs) He was the fellow doing the Charleston. (laughs) He was in an iron lung. (laughs) He had some wonderful stories about the war. I hope you managed to catch up with him. (laughs) It's outrage. Oh, Oh, my God. Uh, too fucking funny. <laughs> Mal God. fucking Harris. Jamie Morton, you have lived a life and so have your friends. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether (laughs) it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. 
so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash my dad. Have you ever had a pen pal? Yeah, I did actually. Did you? On a few occasions. <laughs> so weird. Oh God. Wrote to... <laughs> Imaginary friend. Well, I was really sad to... Um... No. <laughs> I was really She's sad. She's going red. This is going to be to a leave... corker. <laughs> finally, Alice's childhood oh is... Oh my God. Yeah, finally. Jeez. I was particularly sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were sad. We get it. To leave one teacher's class at primary school oh. and uh, so I wrote to her for a bit. back and forth or you just send them letters and they wouldn't reply no she would reply she replied oh my god I honestly don't know what's sad that she wrote them or that she replied quite long letters as well same <laughs> oh, oh my god were you just in the next class I think so you'd like see each other at lunch still in like, the wait, building wait for the letter I caught your reflection through the window today <laughs> I miss you ever so darling they were love letters Great assembly the other day. I loved it. Oh, see, see. Where did you get that skirt? I'd love one myself. <laughs> love how high waisted it is. Um, yeah, she was a much, obviously, much, much older woman. <laughs> how old? She was very old. Oh, so she wasn't like one of those young teachers no, that you felt a kind of kinship with? It was a very strange, um, it was a very strange time in my life, but. Yeah, we went back and forth a bit, and then I think it, you know, naturally petered Fizzled out. out. Yeah, yeah, it was a fizzle. When she just stopped responding. <laughs> what would you write to her? What would you be saying? Just like, what was updates. going on with us, you know, just going on in our lives. And um, it ended what, when you graduated university, or...? <laughs> Actually, I'm due to write back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then now I say it out loud, if my kid was writing letters to their teacher... <laughs> I actually think, like... Because now, yeah, it would be considered weird. But I think it's quite sweet. It is quite sweet, I suppose. But, like, I, I also... Um, oh, God, how, how many she got? I had quite a few, It's actually. the Alice Pen Pal episode, everybody. <laughs> quite a few. I won't go into them all because I don't want to betray any confidences. But um, men, they were all... They were all mu- Elderly. Much older. Much older. And you had the cheek to mock my club theatre friends. Okay, but... You literally were writing to old people. <laughs> and I... I at least knew these people I could just imagine her like letter bombing old people's homes and things <laughs> yeah. just hoping someone you know replies. you have to like send those parcels of tins on Harvest Festival Alice just slipped in loads of notes for all the residents I had a pen pal as well someone my age okay my year five teacher was a bit weird like we'd go around to his house to use the computer and stuff like that it was all a what? bit what? yeah he was lovely He was, nothing dodgy but it was okay. all a bit like stuff you wouldn't do now he, he, but he was a maverick He's like, um, I was a ball boy at a test match between England and India what? because of him. He was a big cricket fan, so he, I was oh a ball God. boy. At a, wow. And what else did he do? He used, he used to have music lessons with us. I know all the back catalogue of Sting and the Police because of him. He'd like play us a Sting song. Sorry. He plays like message. I'm learning so much about you both. Uh, it's hard to compute. He plays like message in a bottle and have us like analyse it. He's like, what do you think this is about? And I'm like, well, message in a bottle, I guess. And it's, in, it's in the title. Do we need to listen James to James has always been very literal. Yeah. Um, anyway, so one thing, one of the things he did was he partnered with a school in West Yorkshire, Hebden Bridge, actually. Oh, yeah. I know it. And we'd all have a pen pal in that class. Very sweet. I forget the name of mine, but we we then went to... <laughs> we- Such a bond. <laughs> we then went to Hebden Bridge for a week. For a week? To live with our pen pals. Oh my God. At what 
in year five? Yeah, but the funniest thing is, so we were, it was almost like a cultural exchange with Yorkshire. I mean, we're in the East Midlands. Like, I was going to say, it's not my fault. <laughs> what are we teaching them? <laughs> so we had to prepare performances to like show each other when Your we culture. got there. Yeah. But we, he had us learn West Side Story. Oh, wow. Not oh. really your culture, to be fair. If anything, cultural appropriation. Yeah. Completely yeah. a cultural appropriation. So, yeah, I was the lead dancer. Obviously. I had, to, I had to learn the dance off the videotape for America. Do you know that one? It's quite, oh, quite yeah. upbeat and jazzy. Oh and another track called G Officer Krupke. Yeah. Um, this is so special. And we would learn the dances <laughs> off the di- off the video, and then we performed them in front of the class in West Yorkshire. So it were you so Tony? Weird. I was the lead in both. I was oh. the lead dancer. Because America danced- is well, I think that they're, they're the two different sides. Both those songs. I was the um, Puerto Rican side. <laughs> well, you were for America, but you were also very much the American side. For G Officer Crockett. It's very balletic and very, you know, these the people in the yeah. film are amazing dancers. Jerome Robbins, he was no slouch. So the Nottingham people were doing West Side Story. Yes. And what were the yeah, Yorkshire what did the people Yorkshire doing? Lot bring oh, I, f- I forget, I forget. I think they probably just read a poem. Boring. <laughs> we did like a long dance routine. Have <laughs> you ever got through security though with something a bit dodgy? Like... You ever got through and you're like, oh my god, I've got this like pin. Why have you got a pin? pin? I don't know. But like, if you've got through with something where you're like, probably shouldn't be able to have this on a plane. I once went through security with a cake fork in my bag. <laughs> okay, why did you have a cake fork? I don't please? know. I was I was really little. Oh, let it? me guess from your time being a professional patisserie chef at the age of five. <laughs> you and Val. I think I was just eating all the cake, to be honest with you. Um, but no, yeah, they're really mean to you. Yeah. No, sorry, why did you have a cake for? I don't know. It was just, it was in my bag, I think. What is a cake left for? What my... is a cake for? Yeah, you know, a cake, but very, very long prongs. Like quite a lethal piece why of cake. Why is he being so chill again? <laughs> and did you insist upon a cake for anytime you eat a cake? Well, I'd love to eat this red velvet cake, but I can't see a cake for anywhere. I'll have to leave it, it'll go stale. Mummy, Mummy, I know we're going on the big trip, but don't forget to pack my cake fork. <laughs> I bloody hell, I've got a cake fork in my bag. What am I like? You two are horrible people. Oh my God, cake fork, honest to God. Every time you learn something like that about him, does it just make you question why we've been friends so long? I just imagined him when he was a kid, just this little Lord Fauntleroy. Like, <laughs> so not true. That wasn't little what I was precious saying. little deer. I feel like he didn't walk, he trotted around. <laughs> With his fucking nose in the air, holding his cake for writing plays, calling his mum mother. <laughs> or mummy. I was incredibly bullied, actually, but... Uh... You amaze me. <laughs> so mean. After a day. After a day. <laughs> so my mum, like, called me in the summer and she was like, Get all, she basically wants me out of her house completely. She wants any memories out of the house. Really? So she God, like, she's changed. <laughs> seriously? Yeah, you used to be the absolute golden child. <laughs> oh, that's long gone. So she was like, yeah, there's loads of crap in the loft of yours. Come and clear it out. I want, mm. I want it out. But I found something that is so lol, I thought I had to share it with you. Oh. Right, bit of context. Do you remember on like a really random footnotes ages ago i talked that no. i did um drug abuse resistant education at school dare oh yes yes this yeah didn't you like write a song or something i or wrote a, a song 
a rap. I found the lyrics. Oh my oh, god! Oh, brilliant. Okay, now Merry this is Christmas, yeah. everyone. I found the lyrics. Let me get them out. Oh wow, it's typed. It's simply called Dare Song. I'm just going to read it you bit by bit. Maybe we can do the same format as I don't know. My dad wrote a porno where I read a bit. You <laughs> give me your thoughts. Are you going to do it to the rhythm? I like, think you should a... do it as a performance yeah. piece. Really, I don't know what the rhythm was, but I'll give it a try. Just go for it. Oh, sorry. Just just for context, what was the um, brief for the song? There wasn't a brief. No one asked me to do this. But, <laughs> but this is. A... <laughs> But this is about drugs. This is about at school. drugs. At school. A very Nobody serious asked me story. to do this. <laughs> story of James's life. Okay. <clears throat> For 17 weeks, we've been learning about drugs. 17 weeks? <laughs> <laughs> that classic period of time. <clears throat> For 17 weeks, we've been learning about drugs and what they can do to you. <laughs> Assertiveness alternatives and drug abuse too are all in the lessons by the Dare Crew. What an unusual dare rhythm. This is... <laughs> It's not iambic pentameter, is it? Drug abuse, resistance education, cannabis speed, and the smoking population. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, smoking population, are they drug users now? Yeah, I'm just Smokers aren't them. drug users. No, they did always say that was a gateway, didn't they? Oh, it's there? a gateway drug, of course. Yeah, yeah, tobacco's a gateway drug. So, cannabis speed and the smoking population <laughs> do not know what's right, but do know what's wrong. And that is the reason we're rapping this song. You don't rap a song, James. But okay. There's no weir. It's you on your own. Who's. <laughs> It was weird. Like I could rope any other. So did the curtains part and then the gospel choir come out? Yeah, exactly. I'll see you. Um, We've come to tell you one and all one little important thing. So that's the verse, and this is the chorus. Okay. That drugs are wrong and drugs are right. (laughs) It's very. It's a a very confusing message. message. (laughs) So So, wait, seventeen weeks and you still don't know. Dare cannot endorse this message. I'm afraid. (laughs) Some people take them to sleep at night. So, like, I think I meant, like, a night nurse or a, something oh, like that. Oh, right. Why are you putting that caveat in? Why do you need to clarify that? I don't know. Some people take them to cure their sickness. And some people take them for the heck of it. <laughs> this is the chorus. The little fuckers. Sorry, we're just losing the rhythm of it. So, say, so just read this, this uh, chorus bit again, sorry. Because it's an anthem, so think yeah. big. You're in a stadium. Because we should all join in. That drugs are wrong and drugs are right. Some people take them to sleep at night. Some people take them to t- cure their sickness. And some people take them for the heck of it. We're rapping this song. It won't, ta- it won't take long. And it's already taken that- ages. <laughs> it's taking far too long. <laughs> it's taking 17 weeks, it feels like. But we have a question. Are drugs right or wrong? I feel like I answered that at the start of the chorus. Well, no, they're, they're also wrong and right, apparently. I think this is my favourite song in the world. <laughs> and then it just says, I just want you to know one little important thing, and then we go back to the chorus, that drugs are wrong and drugs are right. Some people take them to sleep at night. So I want you to know one little thing. Drugs are wrong, drugs are right. You aren't telling us anything. Why are you still on the fence? <laughs> and then it's chorus twice. Wow, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's like Stan, isn't it, by Eminem? It's one of those songs that's going to... James, that was absolutely incredible. Thank you. <laughs> isn't it absolute nonsense? <laughs> So, can I just say, I was 10 when I wrote that. Sure. Okay, 10. So that is the work of a 10 year old. I know what you're thinking. That's a professional. He's 10, so he's got two years of Santa left when he wrote that. <laughs> just to really put it in context oh, for you. Oh, God. All I would say is that you have a lot of cheek mocking my dad. I mean, he was come 10, on. Jamie. Was 10. Your, your dad's <laughs> probably 60. nearly 70. He's 60, 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a. a, a um, what was it called? Um, an NVQ, is that? You've done... Oh, here we go. What? So, uh, Jamie, why do you wait until the start of the podcast to reveal all this weird... What have you done an NVQ in? What, Sorry. what this year you've no, done No, 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 this is when I was a kid. I when was... you were a kid, you did an NVQ! <laughs> <laughs> Just for the international listeners, it's basically a degree. Is it? No, I was a baccalaureate when I was four. <laughs> doing life drawing. 
You did an NVQ in life drawing when you were a kid. What? It was in, I think it was in year 10 or 11. And we used to go to the next town along from my school. Um, it was kind of like a night class. I can't look at it. Um, and it was a night class. Why were you at school at night? Alistair's <laughs> <laughs> is having a breakdown. It was an like an NVQ in life extra. Drawing. When he was in year 10 so, or 11, so he was doing his GCSEs, but decided to opt into night school. It was one day a week. I did it with some friends. It was fun, but but we, we had to draw. How old were the friends? <laughs> Well, the woman that we had to draw was yes. called Samantha, I remember, um, American. And what was great about it, which is why I mentioned it, was, <laughs> was um, that you all were in a, in a circle around Samantha. So everyone's picture <laughs> had a different perspective. Uh, but she was great. And she just used to strip off and then um, we would draw her. But my point being, so when what you do it on point? Zoom, everyone's got the same perspective of your model. So you're all in competition. Whereas the good thing when I did my MVQ was that... Um, You'd always go for the rear. Your art was never directly compared to each other's because you had a slightly different viewpoint. That is the beauty of an MVQ, isn't what it? What a fucking roundabout way to tell us he has an MVQ in life drawing. This is where he tells us that you left school at nine and Yeah, honestly. Jamie, get it out of your system now before we start. We haven't even started reading the bloody book. I'm so sorry. I've derailed it twice with Hot Crumbly and an MVQ. I never thought, oh, I never thought, a hidden qualification <laughs> that he didn't <laughs> like drawing. I mean, he's just full of surprises. I think it was by a salt museum, if I remember. Oh, shut up. Um, shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I've had quite enough of you. He's trolling us. If he... you're not reading the book, I don't want to see that mouth flapping, all right? Deal. Salt okay, museum. fine. That's it. When did I sign up to be part of a podcast that's basically Jamie's autobiography, where we get a new, <laughs> a new slice of his life every week? Why did he opt to... 15. 15 years old. You're interested in girls. You want to go out. You want to get drunk <laughs> well, you were, okay. Jamie opts in for a night class. Uh, can I just say, drawing. it was one night a week. It was a school night. I mean, I don't I don't disapprove of anybody bettering themselves, learning a new skill, apart from Jamie. And, I, and, I, and that, that is my only I caveat. I thought that you would be an ally in this, Alice. You also it's enjoy the lies. life drawing. It's the it's lies, the lies I can't take. Well, it's not even lies, is it? It's just, it's more... How is it lying? Years of omission. Deceptions Deception. and withholding. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a web oh, a of omission, you feel. It's a, <laughs> it just never came up. Who are you? <laughs> you know why he's so good at all the voices, don't you? He's a spy. I think he is. I don't think he's our friend at all. (laughs) So if you've made it this far, uh, congratulations. congratulations. Snap. And as a little reward, we've got a little unheard gem from the archives. Uncut jam. An uncut jam. Uncut jam. Uh, Yeah, enjoy. Have I ever told you my mugging story? No, I don't think so. Is this going to be scary? Was it recent? Uh, Terrifying. No, I was like... 13. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Could you play some, like, violin music? No. Um, I <laughs> had a paper round. I posted the free paper in Nottingham... The Nottingham... T- Shout out to the Nottingham Topper. Don't know if it still exists. <laughs> Nottingham Topper. Nottingham Topper. How appropriate for you. Oh, rude. Um, uh, yeah, basically, weekly free newspaper. I had a paper round. I had to deliver to 150 houses in the local area. 250? 150. Oh, 150, fine. Yeah, it took me about two hours. You also had to put that. You got more money if you put the leaflets in the papers. Did you ever dump them? I did actually. Yeah. I think you can say it now. Start the statute of limitations <laughs> on that. His lips didn't even move when he said that. Is this recording? Uh, yes, I did. I'm so glad I'm wearing a wire. We've got him. <laughs> so yeah, I was doing it one day, and I just hear behind me, "Oi!" Oh God. Obviously ignored it because the noise never. You're not going to look behind you like, "Do you want this teddy?" It's never good, is it? No, it's never good. Do you want this teddy? Well, like, if you look behind you, they're never going to like be offering you something nice. <laughs> what? Because you want a teddy? What? It's never going to be, be your teddy? biggest dreams in the world, like a new teddy. 
<laughs> what I mean is, someone showering oil at you, it's not. It's never going to be good. It's not going to be a teddy. <laughs> Right, um, it wasn't, he was 13 and that's what he was dreaming of he's like maybe it's that beautiful bear I think about every night before I close my eyes could it be Winnie the Pooh is that you do you want a cookie so um. I think we've established it wasn't a teddy surely it was just someone who was like will you stop fly tipping my house no but regardless what I mean is like if someone shouts oi at you you don't look back you don't you get that Nottingham topper through the letterbox and you move on oh I, I'd have dumped those toppers what and just ran yes yeah, but then you'd have never known if it was a teddy. <laughs> Alice, I don't have that kind of look. You just spent your life thinking, what if? Boy can dream. Uh, so the always get closer. Oh, God. Turn around, and this guy's like, give me 50p for cigarettes or that Walkman, because I had a Walkman on. Oh. I was like, 50p or my Walkman? Like, that's they not a quibble of value. negotiate like that, do they? I presume. I mean, I haven't been mugged, but... Well, obviously, Alice, I'm on my paper. I'm not carrying change. No. All I've got is this Walkman. <laughs> he, only, he only travels with plastic. Also, like, you had to use to pay 50p for one cigarette. Do you remember that? This is old money, though. So 50p... It's old money. I'm not that old. <laughs> 50p Christ. now is £10,000. <laughs> it was like, give me threepence. <laughs> but well, you used to charge 50p for a cigarette. What do you mean? So if you wanted to bum a cigarette... Back but at, like, bum school, a cigarette. You would have... It would, it, the, the going rate was 50p. That's mad. That feels so arbitrary, though, like... That was, that's not like, like the street rate. Someone could just charge you whatever they want for one cigarette. And there was a, there was an etiquette thing. I think it was like if you have a packet of cigarettes and someone wants one, they'll be like, "I'll give you fifty p for it." But he was mugging James. To be fair, sure, so sure, was, sure. There, so there was no etiquette involved. I don't think. No, there was no etiquette, and I was like, "But you have to respect that he was only stealing from you what the going rate was." Apparently, exactly. So. Okay, for one he wasn't cigarette. fleecing you as well as mugging you. <laughs> is the point. So in many ways, we're on his side. <laughs> just wanted one cigarette, man. So he. As he was confronting me, he was on the pavement and I was on someone's drive, having just inserted the topper through their slot. <laughs> so to speak. Stop saying you inserted the topper. Um, and I was like, well, I don't, I'm not going to give him a Walkman. It was a good Walkman. Yeah. Tape or CD? It was a tape. Which I always found were easier to cycle with when I did my paper round. Yeah. You know, CDs just jumped. CDs were jumping all the time oh, on Walkmans. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go out on the pavement because then I'll be like confronting him. So I cross the front garden into the next front garden. I start to cry. Oh, James oh. Cooper. Sweet little James Cooper. All you need is a little cuddle of your teddy, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone, leave me alone. And I think I get so wound up and cryy that he, he flees. Oh, he's over... Because oh. of toxic masculinity, he's overwhelmed by the emotion. Yeah, he's like, this guy's like too mu- even too much for me and just like runs off and leaves me and That's kind of the end of the story. And was it a negotiation tactic? Oh. Well, it was all I had, Al. I mean, I mean like... <laughs> I always think, like, if you're ever confronted with a situation, the mm. crazier you act, the more likely you're kind of to get out of it. I had a very similar thing happen to me once. Oh, my God. Admittedly, much, much older. I was <laughs> quite <laughs> drunk in Brixton, actually. And I was leaving a club and I'd, like, had a bit of a rough night. I think I'd had a row with a mate or whatever. And I was, like, storming through, you know, the bit outside the Ritzy. I do. Yeah. And, um, and this drug dealer was like, mate, do you want some gear weapon? I was some like, drugs. <laughs> And I, and I just 50p for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same. And I just turned around to him and I was like, no, I fucking don't, you fucking prick. Whoa. And then okay, kind of he's imme- just a vendor. Right. And then immediately realised who the hell I'd said that to. And he was it so wasn't the king tall, drug dealer. this guy. He was a kingpin. <laughs> uh, and I... Does Jamie think he's like a Guy Ritchie movie? No, it's so unlike me, I know. Um, but I literally... He was like, what the fuck did you say to me? And honestly... I crumbled. 
You cried. A bit like you, James. And I just started to cry. I was so drunk and highly emotional. I was like, I'm really sorry. I just had a row with my mate. And he just takes me, gives me the biggest hug. Gives me the biggest teddy. (laughs) James, he was the teddy. He was the teddy I was looking for. I just didn't know it. He did not hug you. Gave me the biggest hug. Like, I was like sobbing into his t-shirt. His t-shirt was soaking wet. And he was like, look, do you want some weed? And I was like, yeah. And then no, you didn't take like, it, did you, Jamie? You said, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, no. And I said, no, that's fine. I've had a lovely evening. Uh, and we went on my way. So I can understand Crying. that actually it does help Honestly. in those moments. It's like, it it like humanises people. Or just scares them off. Well, just, I think you, you showing vulnerability is a good thing. So if you're ever confronted again, Weep. Maybe take an onion out with you and just like rub it under your eyes and you're going to be safe forever. And you know who that man was? The young boy that mugged James. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> who you It keeps happening to me. He learned his lesson and he comforted me. Did he, did he try and run after you? Like how did it end? No, no, no. I, I think I was just like embarrassing him. So he just kind of walked off. In the wow. End. Kept the Walkman. I mean, oh, we did quite... take the Walkman. No, I kept my Walkman. It's a success story. So I thought that was going to just be a funny story, but actually a genuinely useful one. So pop a little onion in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and next time you vote, you'll be safe. I think it's just a sign that don't, don't be afraid to show your vulnerability. I think that is the lesson of that story. Although, to be fair, vulnerability is what got you in that situation in the first place. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of don't know why we didn't include it now. It must have been a length thing. I don't know. Was that just sat on a timeline somewhere? That you yeah, thought? so in each episode, I would edit stuff. And then if I wasn't sure about something, I'd put it at the end of the timeline. And if there was space at the end... Yeah, I'd okay, it's not your TED not, talk. Okay, yeah, so who do you think you are? Steven Spielberg? <laughs> <laughs> Thelma Schoonmaker, surely. Um, yes, that was fun. That was good. We should that do more of these. so fun. We'll be back in four whole weeks. <laughs> For another Great. one of these. And it'll be a different theme. It will be a different theme. I'm thinking James's best bits. Well, I mean, that's basically what the show is as it stands. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. James's tropical bird laugh on a loop <laughs> for half an hour. Rude. Jamie's boring stories about how he edits the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think we need to go. Uh, if you have some favourite bits of the podcast that you think we should include, please do get in touch with us. Normal places, mydadwriteporno at gmail.com. My dad wrote uh, on Instagram at dad wrote a porno on Twitter slash X. Do Are we, we on have threads, threads James? Uh, no, should I get us on threads? Should get on threads. Should I do us a TikTok? Oh, for God's sake, do us a TikTok. Okay, I'll try and figure out TikTok in okay, the next few weeks. You said it now. Uh, and yes, thanks so much for listening and see you next month. <laughs>